It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in third and final hour of the program here on Tuesday morning. And we are talking this morning about the shocking news yesterday that UMass Dartmouth will be pulling classes from the Star Store building after the state did not fund their use of the building for the upcoming year, which means that uh, the classes start in just a couple of weeks. They will not be happening at the Star Store. The university is trying to find alternative locations to hold those classes. And we've been talking about, you know, the, the deeper reason why this is happening. Now, we haven't really been given all the details, but what, what we can extrapolate out from what we have been given is that the state was paying apparently $2.7 million for the lease each year for the building. The building itself needs significant repairs and, uh, and upgrades, renovations, whatever. And the school cannot afford to do those. The, I don't know why the owner of the building is not doing them. But the school cannot afford to do them. The state cannot do repairs for a building that they are leasing. It's some state law. And the state is supposed to be buying the building from the owner for a dollar, but the owner is contesting that from the original lease agreement and having to sell it for a dollar. So there's a lot of factors that are involved here that are keeping this from being a UMass Dartmouth campus. So we can continue discussing that. One thing I do want to point your attention to as well, by the way, we have that story at WBSM.com and on the app along with uh, quotes and statements from elected officials. So if you read it yesterday, it's been updated with more information since then if you want to check it out. But also up on WBSM.com and on the app, we have an article that I put together yesterday. It is a gallery of some vintage photos of WBSM. So our, our engineer found some old photos, brought them in, and I scanned them into the computer and found some other ones that we had hanging up in some of the offices and on bulletin boards and then uh, reached out to Spinner Publications to see if they had anything. And I took all of those sources and put them together into a gallery of about 2022 photos that you can check out, you know, WBSM then and now. Going back to when the station was on Pope's Island, when it first began in 1949, the building that is now Fathoms was the original WBSM Studios. And there's a link in that gallery to an article, a magazine article that was written by WBSM's engineer and technical manager, Otto Arnold. And he describes how they decided to build what they built for the station. And there's photos in there that obviously I, I didn't have permission to, to reprint, but I linked to them so that you can see them of what the waiting room looked like, you know, the lobby. Uh, what the studio looked like. Studio A was so big, they had a, a grand piano that they brought into it for when people would come in and they would actually play music on the air live between talk programs and, and news reports and all that. So 
They had, you know, full bands in there, choral groups in there, and you can see some of these photos. And that's when the station was located on Pope's Island. Then it moved to downtown New Bedford, which I think a lot of folks remember when it used to be right there on street level with the open line sign and the window, and you could look inside and see what was going on. You can still look inside and see what's going on today, except now we're in Sconicut Plaza, the top of Sconicut Neck Road in Fairhaven. So we, I was kind of able to take some photos and follow the, the evolution of that. So you can check that out at, uh, at WBSM.com and on the app. And if you have any old WBSM photos, maybe, maybe you visited the station back in the day. Maybe you were on the air. Maybe you have some photos in your personal collection of you with some of the personalities that were on WBSM. Send those my way, Tim at WBSM.com, and I will add those into the gallery so that we can have as much of a representation of the history as we can get. I know a lot of you out there probably have those kicking around and, you know, might have forgotten that you have them. But uh, if you do, send them on over and we'll add them into the gallery and, and preserve them for posterity. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. We can talk more about the Star Store issue. But there's also some, you know, I had also mentioned earlier the replacement of the Cape Cod Bridges. We're going to have a new plan in place, Governor Healy has announced, a new plan that would be to replace the Sagamore Bridge first, and then once that is completed using the, the model of how they built, how they uh, funded and, and replaced the Sagamore Bridge, to then do the same with the Bourne Bridge. But that we would get the Sagamore Bridge first because that's the one that has more significant traffic over it. I mean, they both get a good amount of traffic, but the Sagamore Bridge has more traffic. And I think that's because that's the direct route down from Boston. But if you, if you are someone who uses the Bourne Bridge quite a bit, you're going to say, well, yeah, how long am I going to be waiting? How long do I have to wait before I can have wider travel lanes and, and more travel lanes and be able to get across the bridge faster? I will say, in my experiences, I, I avoid the Sagamore Bridge. When I was working for my dad at, over, overnight, I would have to drive from, from Plymouth to the Cape. And I would always use the Sagamore Bridge because I was coming from Plymouth and going to the Cape. And, you know, at that time of night, it's beautiful. You just go right over it like nothing. But when there's backed up traffic of people trying to get to the Cape, and it doesn't have to just be a summer day either. It just gets congested down there especially toward the end of the day, the end of the work day. So I do, I do think it is a more pressing need for that bridge to get replaced. And at least, at least it's a bridge, which is something that uh, not bad in Oak Bluff sent in an app chat message and said that uh, the newly proposed Cape Cod Bridge Replacement Plan proposed by the Healy Driscoll Administration and the Army Corps of Engineers will move the ball forward. And that is what is needed at this point in time. One bridge project is better than no bridge project. And that is absolutely true. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Oh, let me go that way. There you go. You're on the air. Hey, what's shaking, playboy? Come on. We only allow one call per show. Poppycock. Okay, um, you know that the fire in, in Hawaii, right? Yes. Uh, it, it, was, it was said by arson. arson. Now, now let, me, let me tell you from 2015... 
to, to this year, 87 to 93% of all the fires in the West, Western states have been set by arsonists. And like in Canada, the, the, they were, the fires were set up there also. And you, what, you know how we're going to the drought down here in the Southwest. Mm-hmm. That's where all the extra water is going to, being wasted right there. And, and they arrest these people. They're out there. They have, they have friends, whatever, to pay their bail. They're out, they're out in less than 24 hours. Wow. And that's sad. You yeah. know, and that's really sad. I have a friend. Um, uh, she used to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. And she, she, she's adorable. She said, hi, Moan. Hi. She said, I made some biscuits and gravy. Come on over. She talked like that. She had that beautiful voice. And, and her husband went to go do construction work in, in Hawaii. So that she went out there to go and join them. And it's like, I'm hoping they're okay. Because it's like they, I think they lived on the line. That's where he was working at. And so I'm just kind of wondering about them. And it's like, you think about all these people that, that lose, lose their homes. And, and what, like, for instance, what about the Sasquatches? You know, big feet living up there. Yeah, there's you know. all the all the forest, all that deforestation from the from the fires. I gotta just hold you there, Lamone, because I got some other callers, and and I do. There is a rule of one one call per show. But but I'm so far away. I deserve to I, make two I, calls. No, no, I'm saving you money on long distance this way. All right, I I gotta let you oh, go. Now you tell me. I, all right, I gotta let you go. All right, let's go to this call here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Bill, had a quick question. Um, do you happen to have any idea when that crumble cookie in Dartmouth is going to be opening? So all I can tell you is very soon. That's what I've been told. Oh, you guys, you guys know everything that's going on around the South Coast. When's who's opening? Yeah, they. So we we have been in communication with them, and uh, we we are going to have a, we'll have it for you when it happens. But we've been we've been told it's um it's very imminent, but we haven't been given an exact date. Oh, because I was told August. I saw it on Facebook. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very imminent. I would say any day now. Okay, thank you, Tim. No problem. Yep. And, and I've never had a, a crumble cookie, and I know I'm on this you know new new diet program, but I made an exception last week for a, a maize donut, maize breakfast. Since it was opening, I, I made an made a made an exception and had a donut. So I think I can make an exception and have a have a cookie. I'll just walk an extra mile on the treadmill that day. But the um. The people that I know that go to them are over the moon about them. So I, I have to try one of these for myself. I don't eat a lot of cookies. For me, like you know, if I if I have a cookie, I'll probably not have another cookie for months. But the one cookie that I would buy and have many of would be Oreos. I would, and and I don't twist them. I don't lick them. I just straight dunk them. I never understood people who twist them and lick them and then dunk what's left. No, no, no. Oreos are made for a straight dunk. You take the cookie and it, it can't be double stuff. Double stuff doesn't work as well. It has to be a regular original Oreo and you dunk it in the milk and you hold it, you hold it till just until the point where it's going to break off in your finger and fall into the bottom of the glass of milk, and then you eat it. That's the perfect way to eat an Oreo cookie. And out of all the things that I've, you know, cut out of my diet, the only thing I miss is, you know, sometimes I 
sit down and have like four or five Oreos dunked in milk. And I, I kind of miss that. But other than that, an ice cream. But I found some low-carb ice cream that, that gets me by. Five, it's actually very good. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. And maybe you've had some of those, those crumble cookies. I was, uh, I was doing some work for my dad last week, and I was going to Plymouth, and I saw the crumble cookie store in Plymouth. It's right next to the Wendy's uh, off what used to be Exit 5. I don't know what exit it is now. There were still people there like late at night. So it was like, oh, they must be open late. And I looked it up and I guess they are they are open late. But people are lined up in the morning to get in when they open. And I can't imagine that the Dartmouth one is going to be any different, especially whereas, you know, people are anxiously awaiting their opportunity to go there and, and buy some. So we will let you know as soon as it is open. Uh, we are We are in constant contact. And as soon as we know, we will let you know. 508-996-0500. You can also hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. You can also use open line voicemail on the WBSM app. Um, we got another App Chat message from Izzy. Seems like to me Mr. Downing took advantage of the state at $2 million a year for a 20-year lease. Massachusetts would have paid five times over for the purchase price of that building. Shame on him for not repairing the building. No wonder it's closing. Seems like a bad deal. And again, that's just, you know, us reading things on the surface. We don't really know what's going on because we haven't been given the information. Hopefully we get more details on it soon. Excuse me, had to sneeze. So hopefully we get more details on it soon and we will have all the ins and outs of it. But right now we are just kind of left to speculate a lot of things because we're not hearing from all sides involved in it. All right, we are going to take a break here. 508-996-0500. We'll talk to you in just a few moments. <laughs> In 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Um, Tim, I can remember a story being in the Standard Times a couple years ago talking about the Star Store, and they replaced the air conditioning system. Okay, so I guess those were big units. They replaced on the um, roof of the building, and it was in the Standard Times for some reason. But I can specifically remember them saying in that story that the state paid $3 million, $2 or $3 million. I can't give you the exact number, but it was in the millions because I looked at it and I thought, my God, that's a lot of money, um, to replace that system. So I don't understand how Downey is getting a, a building, you know, getting all that rent. He's not maintaining it, and we're still paying money to maintain it. And... Um, that sounds like it's illegal. We're not supposed to do that. Yeah, from from what I read, there is a, a, a law that says that the state can't doesn't pay to repair things on buildings that it doesn't own. I don't know if that's new. It might have been something that was instituted since that repair was yeah. done. Maybe yeah. that repair was part of the impetus for that that coming into play. I don't know, but um, all I know is that's what I read now. And I know that UMass said that they don't have the money to do it, they, and they wouldn't be able to raise the funds to be able to do it. You made a good point earlier this morning where 
this sounds like there's more to it, and it sounds like there's a lot of jockeying going on. You know, I, I can't put my finger on it. I will say Montigny and Downey are very good friends, and Montigny helps Downey get space rented to UMass in the AT&T, the old AT&T building, whatever that's called, Mill Street, whatever they call that now, um, in Fairhaven. So he, because I worked there, and I, I saw him walking around with a chancellor with Downey and Montigny, specifically in that building, when they were about to run space. So um, I, I don't know. This just sounds uh, a little, uh, little fishy to me. And now everybody didn't know anything. Nobody knew anything until the last second. Just, uh, I don't know. Well, it I'm, sounds fishy. I'm going to throw this out there. And because the enrollment has been down with UMass Dartmouth, the use of the CVPA at the Star Store has been down. Is it possible that UMass just doesn't want to run that campus anymore and that the state budget makes for a good scapegoat to pull out of it? Oh, absolutely. And there's there's got to be other expense. You know, police from the UMass, they have to cover down there. They have to put staff down there. They have to provide, I don't know if they re- provide a bus from the campus to the uh, to the Star Store. So there is a lot of expense, and I would agree with you. Maybe, maybe you know, we got a big campus in Dartmouth. Why are we renting space out of town? You know, it doesn't make any sense. So. Yeah. Who knows? More, not more, good for New Bedford. More not, questions not and answers. World, but just not good. Absolutely. All right. Well, Take thank care. you for the call. Have a good day. And yeah, and more more questions and answers. And that's that's where we're stuck at with this. I think that part of it is, you know, entirely plausible. The fact that why are we running this campus miles away from our main campus if the enrollment numbers aren't there? It is a wonderful thing to have in downtown New Bedford. It certainly is a great showplace for the work of the students that are studying there. It brings in a lot of tourist interest. People who are going downtown, uh, visiting downtown, visiting the waterfront, visiting the Whaling Museum, it's a stop that they will put on their tour of a place to check out while they're in New Bedford. It's a place where they're able to have a lot of different events. But is that really worth putting on when you've only got 116 students that are enrolled there? That, as as, uh, the New Bedford Light reported, the interest in the physical arts is waning and people are moving more toward the digital arts and you can do that anywhere you, you don't you don't need a separate campus for for things that are done on a computer so is it is it is that the case is it that umass doesn't need this building anymore and they're just trying to save face as they're as they're pulling out of there it's possible 508-996-0500. We'll take more of your calls on this. We'll also take your app chat messages and your open line voicemails as well. You can leave those both on the app. The app does a lot of great things, uh, including getting your daily weather so you can know when it's going to rain, when the rain's supposed to start falling again, when it's supposed to clear up. You can get live traffic reports. You can get all kinds of great information that will help you on with your day. Plus, of course, all of our great stories, the ability to stream and to listen to the podcast from all of our programming and Everything else that you can imagine. It all starts with your alarm on the app waking you up every morning to WBSM. That's how great it is. And it's all brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing. If you haven't downloaded it already, do so by going to your app store for your device or go to WBSM.com. Click on the Listen tab, and there's all kinds of information there to be able to get it sent right to your phone. And as always, if you have any problem in getting it with any of those other methods, email me, Tim at WBSM.com. 
I will make sure that you get the app. All right, right now, I will make sure that you get all the important news of the day when we go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. Six former law enforcement officers in Mississippi have pleaded guilty to state charges connected to the torture of two black men. The incident happened in January with the six white law enforcement officers kicking down the door of the residence where two black men were living without a warrant, according to officials. The officers then assaulted the men for two hours, with one of them being shot in the mouth. Another controversial immigrant relief center is being set to open this week in New York City. The shelter site is on state-owned land on a parking lot and can serve up to 1,000 single adult men seeking asylum. Hundreds of residents in the area came out to protest the shelter this weekend as the city's immigrant crisis continues. Virginia police are investigating after a man's body was found on fire. Sarah Bartlett has more. Investigators are calling it a suspicious death. Lynchburg police found the man just before 10 p.m. Sunday off Atlanta Avenue. According to WSET-TV, the body was found in a wooded area. Lynchburg Fire Department was called in to extinguish the fire. Then police were able to review the scene, collect evidence, and talk to witnesses. Police say there's no threat to the public, and they're asking anyone with information or who may have had security or doorbell cameras in that area to call authorities. I'm Sarah Bartlett. Former President Trump's bid to have the judge removed in his hush money case in New York is being rejected. Judge Juan Merchant said he carefully weighed the legal standards for recusing himself after Trump's legal team cited alleged conflicts of interest. The judge ultimately declined to recuse himself from the overseeing the case, saying he is certain that he can be, quote, fair and impartial to the former president. Lawyers argued the judge's daughter presented him with a conflict of interest because he had because she's head of a digital marketing company that works with Democratic candidates. Trump is charged with falsifying business records related to a hush money payment he made to porn, Stormy, Stormy, porn star Stormy Daniels before the 2016 presidential election. On the first day of the new legislative session, California Governor Gavin Newsom is making good on his promise to introduce a U.S. Con constitutional amendment on gun safety. The right to safety amendment will raise the minimum wage to buy a gun from 18 to 21, mandate universal background checks, and waiting periods for all gun purchases. The gun would also ban assault rifles for civilians. Joint Resolution 7 in the California State Senate is the first step to adoption of a constitutional amendment. If it passes, California would call for an amendatory convention, one method for proposing amendments to the U.S. Constitution. And the Iowa State Treasurer's Office is planning to auction off a valuable Michael Jordan rookie card from a forgotten safe deposit box. Sue Danielson has more. The card's in near-mint condition and could be worth thousands. It'll be included in a September auction. Each year, the Treasurer's Office gets up to 300 abandoned safe deposit boxes, and when they run out of storage space, they start auctioning things off. I'm Sue Danielson. In sports, the Red Sox are in D.C. today to play against the Washington Nationals. Game one of a four-game series begins at 7.05 p.m. tonight. And now here is your ABC6 local weather forecast. Well, we have a flood watch until noon for our area. Expect that heavy rain moving through with some heavy winds at times. Now, as we head into the afternoon, it's going to be more drizzly, cloudy with some afternoon scattered showers. We'll reach a high near 74. 
as we head into the overnight. It's going to be mostly cloudy and humid. We could see another spot thunderstorm passing through low of 65. Tomorrow, just a few spot showers, humid, high near 78. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 70 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. You are listening to the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. send in app chat messages or open line voicemail messages. And if you missed my announcement earlier, so we were able to give away the Nickelback tickets by having folks record a voicemail message on the WBSM app and sending it to us where they told us their name, where they're from, and what they love about WBSM. And you'll probably hear those mixed in with you know some of the programming. Um, although... Some of the, some of them were files that we couldn't open. Some of the ones that we received were files we couldn't open. So I'm going to message you guys back and have you maybe re-record that and send it a different way. I don't know why. It should naturally send it as an MP3, but some people sent them as waves, and I don't know why that happened. But uh, anyway... But it was such a fun way to be able to give something away that I thought about it. You know what? Let's just have a standing contest for this where you can submit an open line voicemail just anytime you want to. And all the instructions are at WBSM.com under the uh, Nickelback contest to be able to see how to send it in in case you don't know. But it's super easy to do. You just open up the app, you hit the open line voicemail button, and then you just select audio. You want to send us audio, you record it, and then you hit send. That's it. And what we'll do is, if you want to send us your name, where you live, you know, where you listen from, and why you love WBSM, send us all of that. We will enter you into a drawing to win a Seize the Deal certificate. And as long as I have a Seize the Deal certificate, I'll pick one you know, each week. That'll be a nice way to kind of thank you all for listening and for telling us that you're listening. And we'll use some of that on the air so you get to hear yourself on the radio too. 508-996-0500. That's the number if you want to talk to me right now. We're talking about the Star Store issue. I'm sure Marcus and Chris will be on that 
Uh, even more coming up on South Coast Now. I know uh, Barry will be out today and tomorrow. Uh, he's taking some time off. Uh, but uh, Brian Thomas will be filling in for him. I'm sure he'll have some things to say about it too. And then, of course, we'll have Howie Carr later and Jess Machado in for South Coast tonight. Uh, the other story that I want to bring up here, which I found to be pretty interesting, I saw this posted on the Kowloon social media the other day. And I reshared it on Facebook because I just thought it was such a, an incredible thing. But it's actually gotten to the point where it's, it's a news story. Channel 5 reported on it. I think some other, other outlets have picked up on it as well. But if you're not familiar with the Kowloon, it is probably the most legendary Chinese restaurant in all of Massachusetts. A lot of people say that it's all hype. I don't agree. I think it's wonderful. I think the food is fantastic. The Saugus wings are to die for, but the, the atmosphere is why people want to go there because it's one of those few remaining, what I call the Polynesian palaces, where they have the fountain, they have the lighting, they have the music playing, they have the koi pond, they, they have the Buddha statue, they have all of the accoutrements that you would expect to find in an old school Chinese restaurant. I mean, this is a place straight out of the 50s. When you walk into, when you pull up into the parking lot, or even when you're driving by on Route 1, you see the giant, you know, pyramid-style roof, and it's just, it, it's everything that you could want in a Chinese restaurant, and the food is really good, too. So, it's well-known. People come from miles around to go there. I make the trek a couple times a year to get up there. But this weekend, they're actually going to be closed on the inside of the restaurant. They'll be doing takeout, but the Kowloon will be closing the restaurant to customers for one day this weekend, something that has never happened in the six decades of the Kowloon's existence. According to the social media posts, it will be closed this Saturday, August 19th, for a private event, Kayla and John's wedding. Now, I don't know who Kayla and John are, but if you're listening, please invite me to your wedding. I need to be there for a, a private event at the Kowloon restaurant when it's closed. I thought the only way I would ever get into the Kowloon after hours would be, or, or when it's closed to the public, would be to, to become a WWE superstar because they all get to go there after the shows. But I cannot believe that they're closing down on a Saturday in August when they were probably going to be pretty busy for a private event. What must it cost for them to rent out? Unless they're family members, but we don't really know who they are. We don't really know who Kayla and John are. But this is the first time that they've ever closed for a private event. So if there are if they are just people that want to rent it out for a wedding, how much did that cost? Because if you've ever been in the Kowloon, it's huge. There's always a line of people waiting to get in. It's it's weird that somebody would rent it all out. And and then there's the upstairs too. It's just, and if I ever go there and they're like, well, it's a, it's a 35, 40 minute wait for a table in, you know, in the main areas, or you can go upstairs and that's a five minute wait. I'm like, I'll wait the 45 minutes. 
because going upstairs just doesn't have the, it's function space. It doesn't have the same feel as the rest of the restaurant. But I just want like, who has that kind of money to spend on a wedding? And if they do have that kind of money, that's how they're spending it, by renting out the Kowloon. I, I got to know, Kayla and John are people that I need to know. And if I can't snag an invite to the wedding between now and Saturday, actually, I have a ghost event Saturday, but still, if I, if I can't snag an invite to the wedding, I at least got to know who they are so that I can buddy up with them by the time they renew their vows. <laughs> now, the Kowloon... Some folks have said that, uh, you know, its future is in jeopardy because they are going to be dividing up some of the the lot to have some housing and retail space on there. But the the family that runs it, the Wong family, has said that they don't really have another generation of people that want to step up and, and run the restaurant. After Andy Wong retires, like, who's going to take it over? And I don't know if that's still the case. They're still going strong. They've put the outdoor music venue behind the building. Um, but... It'll be a sad day when they do close for good, but I don't think it's happening anytime soon. Except they will be closed on Saturday, at least for dine-in, and it will be takeout only. So if I didn't have to be in Middleborough on Saturday, maybe I would go up there and, and get some of that takeout just to see what's going on. Maybe meet Kayla and John. Give them my congr- congratulations. Uh, my, my friend said, we should go crash that wedding. And I said, you know what? I would rent a tux for that. I would rent a tux to crash a wedding at the Kowloon. 508-996-0500. Let's take a break and be back in a few moments. That man sitting on a little stool takes money from my hand while his eyes take a walk all over each. Hands me to ticket smiles and whispers good luck. Well, cuddle up, angel, cuddle up. back in 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in and uh, we still have room open for you as well on the app chat well we always have room open for you on the app chat and on the open line voicemails you can send those any time of day too you don't have to wait until the show that you want to address is on you can send those any time of day and speaking of time of day it looks like things are clearing up a little bit earlier than expected when it comes to the weather. The rain looks like it's let up. The clouds are starting to part a little bit. I can see the sun coming out behind them. However, we are under a flood watch until noon. So keep that in mind if you, you, know, if you are in an area that is prone to flooding. Keep that in mind. There is the possibility of flooding until about noontime. And, of course... You have to worry about not only the floods outside, but if you've got a leaky roof, you've got to worry about the floods inside, too. Whether you need a new new windows, whether you need an entry door, a kitchen or bathroom model, or a new roof, Precision Window and Kitchen is the clear choice. They are a full-service home improvement company, and they do it all. They can replace all the windows in your home, or they can do a single window, or they can even just repaint, uh, repair a pane of broken glass. You know, the kids are outside playing ball. 
ball goes and hits that pane and that divided glass window, well, they can replace that one little pane of glass. No job too big, no job too small, and they will come to you. You want them to fix your screens, your busted screens, they'll come there, they'll pick them up, they'll repair them, they'll bring them back, they'll put them back in. That way there, you don't have to worry about messing them up again once they fix them. They will come to you, they will complete the repair, no need to bring anything to them. And when you call, they're going to get back to you. I know. That sounds like a simple thing that you would expect to happen, right? But how many times have you called contractors or called people to come and do repairs in your home and you wait and you wait and you wait to hear back from them? And then when you finally do hear back from them, it's months before they can come out and do anything. And then they call you a week before that and they say, well, we're not going to make it out next week like we said. It's going to have to be sometime next month. And then it just keeps punting forward and down, down the line, down the line, down the line. You don't get that with Precision Window and Kitchen. They are going to take care of you. They are going to make sure that the job gets done quickly and that the job gets done right. So you can stop by and visit them at 1111 Cushion Avenue in New Bedford, or you can go online, precisionwindowandkitchen.com, and you can enter in all your information there. They'll come out and they will give you a free quote. So precisionwindowandkitchen.com. All right, so 508-996-0500, that's the number to call in in the final few moments that we have here. Of course, Marcus and Chris are coming up next with South Coast Now. Uh, I'm sure they will continue on discussing more about the Star Store situation uh, because it is a big deal. As I said, you know, I don't think it's going to be the death knell of downtown that some folks are portraying it as because downtown has built itself up quite a bit around the Star Store, but it certainly was the impetus for that renaissance downtown. And it certainly will have an effect. But, I mean, I'm not ready to say RIP downtown New Bedford just based on the Star Store closing. I'm sure the businesses around there are concerned about the, you know, probably 150 to 200 people that won't be downtown every day during the school year. But I don't think it's going to cause all these downtown businesses to, to pull up stakes and, and have to move out of town. However... Well, there are questions that we want answered. We want to know the whole story. What is really going on here? Is this, is this because UMass doesn't want to run that campus anymore and the state budget is a convenient scapegoat? Is this oversight on the part of the local legislation, the local delegation to have not included this in the budget? What happened here? Where, where did this all come down? And we still need those questions answered. I don't think we're going to get them in the next few minutes. So why don't we take our final break of the hour and be right back. All right. Well, we are about out of time, caller. I'd love to take you, but I don't think we'll have enough time. So if you want to hang on, Chris and Marcus will be happy to talk to you with South Coast Now coming up in just a few moments. I'm sure they're going to be talking more about the Star Store situation. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be talking more about, you know, wh why don't we have any answers to this? What's going on here? But it, it's really starting to look like to me that it was a matter of it goes beyond just the $2.7 million that would have been in the budget to pay for the lease. It's all the work that had to get done in the building that apparently wasn't getting done. And why wasn't it getting done? I think a big reason might have been, and I don't have any proof of this, but I'm speculating, a big reason might have been that why would the owner of the building want to do that work